what's the deal with, you know, airplane food? Airplane. I mean, who's going to pay $19 for a, a bag sandwich? of peanuts? Oh my Ugh. God. Fucking hate that material so much, dude. Oh God. Hack, like hacky 90s comedian material. Yeah. And like, there's only one guy that can do it. It's Jerry Springer or Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Springer. <laughs> it's Jerry Springer. <laughs> He's Jerry the only Springer. guy that can come up with hack. What's the deal with DNA testing? <laughs> Where's the arc where Kanye finally comes to his senses? It's like, Steve was the real genius. No, because Kanye, Kanye doesn't identify with weakness. No, he identifies with Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah he identifies with visionaries. You do the thing, you know? Like, I point my finger, I tell you what to do, and you do it, and I'm a genius. That's true. That's true. I, what was the point of the clap if we were just going to end up talking for three more minutes? Eh? It's because you need to learn that this is how intros work, and it's 1.27 p.m. Sunday, June 26th. 2022 welcome to episode 85 of the fucking eight podcast now 85 is a number that is very near and dear to my heart i am your host derek mason and i'm joined by ocho Cinco himself mr chad johnson how's it going over there brother uh it's good 85 was actually a football number that i wore for a few years when i was when i was a youngster did you so really I did a summer number it was a summer number okay you know? okay I'm curious. So what are you going to do when you run out of this is like a vacation for your name, your, your early episode name. Generation. Oh yeah. I'll get back to it. Real surely try 86. Like, I don't know any football. Know, you're, 86. You're was that like much tight end out. number? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's over. It's, it's not it's happening with. for you. Matt's Matt's taking this opportunity. It's summer month, which means it's summer efforts, but you know, nevertheless, I'll accept it. So I'm happy to do something that is, you know, it's personal. There was, there was a personal touch to that one. So yeah, it means something very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Catching passes. Throwing jokes. This is fucking A. I am Dan. He is Matt. News. Life. Culture. Consciousness. Jokes. Consciousness. Advice. Never, never ending. Wiping when you're shitting. It just doesn't stop. Uh, mm, Have you spoken mm, to your doctor about anything that's... Debating you know, it. Debating are you, it. Are you, feeling, are you feeling a little backed up? What's going I on? think it's just... I think it's more of a cell phone addiction. You know? That a pooping problem? Uh, um, can you elaborate for me? Because now I'm curious. How, you know, is it just an excuse to stay sitting for an extended period? Is that what's it's going that ne- on? It's that never-ending Reddit scroll, bro. Right. 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 And how's, that, how's that doing for you? How, how's your how's your intellectual It's you know, bringing progress? material for the show, so I say it's going great. You say right? that, but I know you're just reading the top posts that, that are, you know, on like Not The Onion and stuff and like posting oh, them here. I have, I have a couple side sources. <laughs> hey, can you place your bet? Do we need our listeners to place our bets? What's the money line on the episode here today? You know? What's the, what's, what's the money line? Yeah, what's the money line? Over under me talking more than you. I mean, that's like a that's like a one to one bet. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, I'll take that every day. I'd, I'd put the, I'd hammer the over on that every fucking day. Okay, just, <laughs> you know, fucking a, just as a podcast, I feel like we don't want to miss out on the opportunity to to get people to bet. Yeah, we need things. to get in that sports gambling world on this shit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's only that's only fair. We really. You know, you don't want to miss out on the grift because once the ship sails, you know, then you're just stuck still talking to each other. But uh, nevertheless, thank you for coming back for another week here, folks. Um, it's summertime, so you need to stay cool. And I have an icy treat for you, Matt, that you can take with you out into the heat. So icy. You are. 
It's you a are, great you always, that's champion Gucci Mane song. You always have been exceptionally icy. You know, as that? a suburban, as a suburban white male, you know, I need to let the culture know that I flex the most ice. He does. That's actually, I've known you for a long time and you in fact do on a regular basis, but look, we've seen envelope and we've seen envelope pushing food and drink mashups before like macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream and poutine flavored root beer. I didn't hear about that one. I didn't hear about that one either. That sounds like a Canadian classic though, but continue. (laughs) Well, this is a Canadian thing. Evidently in downtown Vancouver, French's ketchup got in on the act with the French sickle. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's a dog. ketchup flavored popsicle. A oh. ketchup flavored popsicle with ingredients including Frank's Red Hot, Rim Salt, and tomato juice. Oh, so they, that, put a, they try to put a little flavor in it, eh? Try to know, spice you, it up. You pack up the kids, you go to the beach, you know? Go, go, jump in the lake. Oh, it's fun. Oh, it's hot. Here, kids, the cooler's packed with these. What is it, Dad? What the fuck? Like... It's a ketchup popsicle. I got you a ketchup popsicles. Yay. Mm. Look, kids. Look, kids. You can use dad's salt rimmer that he's just going to get hammered in public. <laughs> fucking Everybody back in the car. Margaritas. We're going home. <laughs> oh, shit. Dad, do you remember that time dad got so drunk he made us ketchup popsicles and salt rim them for us? Yeah. And then you have to acknowledge the fact of like, did you, did, would you make these yourself? No. This is an official product being sold in stores with packaging and boxes and all that stuff. Quote, it's actually something we've been wanting to do for a little while, said Deborah Sharp, marketing director for McCormick Canada, the parent parent company of French's. We thought we'd combine a little bit of fun and maybe uniqueness into a quirky treat. No. No, 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 no. Certain things are just are not desserts. Ketchup is one of them in this house. It's known as the forbidden sauce. Okay. I love, I, I'm a, I'm a 30 year old adult man child. I love ketchup. It is what it is. Okay, all right. Okay. Haley hates the shit. So that's hates it's because, ketchup. I don't believe I've it. ever heard of somebody who hates ketchup, hates ketchup. We'll only eat it on grilled cheese. But anyway, okay. point okay. being is, yo, that's just, that's just the forbidden sauce in my house. If I made her a, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to make her a ketchup box. Buy her box. Will you buy, buy her, her box? box? I'm going to buy a box. Hey, baby, I know you're not crazy about it in sort of uh, thick liquidy form, but could I possibly get you to try it in a frozen treat form? There's no selling it. Are you hey, kidding me? No, there no, no. People listen. who like pickles hate relish. You know, eat tomatoes, don't like ketchup. There's a lot True. of that. You never know. If We're talking blended with Frank's Red Hot. Give it a chance. But See, also... We- I'm sorry, stop with the PR campaigns. Really? We've been thinking of doing a wacky flavor idea for a long time. Just, just, I wish there'd be a company that'd come out and just come straight to the stores and be like, you know what? We made this. It's ridiculous. We needed ideas. Shut up and put it in your hole. Just open, eat it, eat it and like it. Like, (laughs) well, they've all, they've all got that same fucking marketing PR firm, right? That they've all hired. You just gotta be fucking wacky. Well, they all went to the same school. They all, they all went to business school where they're like, you know, Dress it up. Make it sound like it's an interesting, exciting new idea. Instead of just being like, yeah, we froze our product uh, because we, you know, we ran out of ways for you to put it on things. So we thought, why not just turn it into a food itself and just shove it in your gullet and enjoy it? That's the thing, though. It's like not only have they said just like, hey, like, let's just freeze our product. They sit down and think of the fucking weirdest ways they can sell you shit now. The weirdest fucking combos. Bro, like a poutine root beer. Like what? I need to, I need to try that because I'm a slave to the marketing campaigns, but like every day, man, every day we stray further 
from God's light. <laughs> Every fucking day. Now there's now influencers. There were food review influencers who, who went and tried it out there. And, and Josh Boddicker, who's a food blogger from Port Coquit, Coquitlam. I gotta, I gotta do a better job. Otherwise people will never get the full country listening to the show. If I can't pronounce their place, but he goes down and he reviews it. Quote, it's kind of like tomato soup. Oh, he's talking about a gazpacho popsicle. This like, is I'm, a popsicle we're talking about. <laughs> the gazpacho, the gestapo. Yeah, that's a little disgusting. Uh, the, the overall consensus apparently is that it tastes a little bit like a frozen Caesar. So maybe we're not giving it. Okay. Okay. So now there needs to be booze in it. So now that when's the booze filled ketchup popsicle going to hit the market? LCBO Summers coming here. See, you. that's it. You're right. That's a marketing problem for the company. Is like we can't call it a frozen Caesar because it implies alcohol, which it doesn't have, right? But we're gonna make it taste like a Caesar. But if we call it ketchup, it might kind of seem gross. So why are okay? There's people literally having these brainstorm conversations behind closed doors, dog. What the fuck is wrong with the world right now? You know what's coming next, right? How can we sell ketchup popsicles to these fucking idiots? Like a, like a four box and like two are ketchup and two are mustard. Oh, you know? oh mustard popsicle, dude. At least ketchup. It sounds like an insult. <laughs> fucking mustard popsicle, this guy. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. Gross. Who, I feel like anything you could say, like, that's, it'll come off as racist. Like, how are you going to call someone a mustard popsicle? What are you, what are you saying? What are yeah. you saying? I'm yellow? It does, sound, it does sound a little racist, doesn't it? <laughs> fucking mustard fucking popsicle. Fucking mustard popsicles. Like, excuse me? Oh, <laughs> gross. Please, it, don't try this. Or, or do try it, actually. Uh, you know what? No, I'm wrong. Uh, the, the standard policy of this podcast at fucking A has always been if anybody eats, if anybody wants to find and eat a thing we've talked about here. I will, I will e-transfer you the money for the box. Okay. As long as you give me a thorough description of what Question it was like. For you. Question yep. for you. Who would you be more like afraid of? A guy who completely like eating, eating one of these mustard popsicles. Okay. You okay. come across this man. Who would you be more afraid of? The guy who completely eats it super fast, just downs that shit. Or the guy who slowly enjoys it. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, that's a real it's, tough one. It's a thinker. I think I feel like anybody sucking on mustard is just terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the slow like relishing the moment. Oh, that's a bad. That's an accidental pun. Actually, <laughs> I genuinely didn't mean to say that. But relishing uh, the mustard, relishing the mustard popsicle. When we were actually talking about ketchup popsicles, this this podcast this podcast has officially tanked into the dirt. I think. <laughs> Move it along. <laughs> Move, it Move along. it along. Move it along to a woman I saw in the subway the other day. Maybe we realize something. Okay. Okay. When you eat at home versus eat in public, there's a difference. Okay. If I'm Naturally, at home and yeah. I'm just like garging down, I'm just fucking delicious. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If I'm in public, I'm doing the same, but it's a little more controlled. You know, it's a little bit more. I'm in a nice steakhouse or I'm sure. in a restaurant or that guy across from me isn't wearing a shirt. You know, I, I adjust how I eat my food. I'm on the subway. And this woman across from me has a Tim Hortons bag. And you know when you have a donut in there and like the chocolate comes off the fucking top of the donut oh, and it's stuck, stuck to the, the bag? bag and shit? Yeah. 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 You're in the privacy of your own home. I'm, I'm going to scoop that off. Shameful that, 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 that in this technological age, that still happens. Yeah. That's a common Canadian problem for anybody. It's, for any of our India listeners. Yeah. It's, it's Tim an, Hortons, an look, we were ranting about Tim Hortons last week. 
and all the shit they're up to. But also people always forget they still have an issue of shit getting stuck to the bags that they put donuts in. And, and maybe you can correct me if this has been fixed recently, but they also still have that issue of um, the fucking lids on their coffees. The, when you pull the thing back, it's supposed to like click into place. Like, you know, you yeah. pull the little tab back and it, it's supposed to be able to push it down and stay there. Never stays there. That motherfucking well, thing never works. They've switched to those like high rim, like dome lids like McDonald's oh. has. Oh, so okay. they, it actually is a little better now. Okay. But I know what you're saying. Good yeah, fuck that shit. All so right. anyway, this woman across the fucking subway from me opens his bag up. There's chocolate stuck on there. Doesn't just like scoop it off. Doesn't just like, you know, bite it off. Are you going to tell I'm me talking, she yogurt lid this thing? Like- dude, yogurt lid it. <laughs> yogurt lid it is the PG version of what this bitch did. She just, she ate its ass, bro. She was getting in there. Oh. Like I'm oh. talking flattened the bag and was. <laughs> did she like rip it open and like really go like. Like, and then went about six or seven times top to bottom on the bag as hard as she could. Bro, this Whoa. is a 40. And then started pulling out this medical cream and then started rubbing it all over her hands. And everybody, like, everybody around us just like. Unrelated looking, thing, but okay. I mean. Everybody was looking and then, like, couldn't couldn't stop looking away. Because she grabbed it and then was putting her hand on the post. So it was like, uh, does this woman not realize where she is right now? Like, you're on the subway directly across from me. Going balls deep into your ass eating bag. On a bag. train, you're, you're saying? 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Okay. And appearance-wise, I mean, if you're going to categorize this human being, I mean, uh, seem, seem like mid- something was off or seem like, you know, a relatively normal person? Middle-aged Yugoslavian woman who wow, that probably is- had a racist dad growing up, you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> had the shit. Had the had the had the short haircut, the bob cut shit, that okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting character description. I look forward to your novel. You know that yeah, you're gonna bro, write about I, this. I, I just people watch when I go through the city. You see stuff every fucking day. Do you write a lot of little fictions, and then you know, and then do you do you also kind of uh, stereotype and categorize them as you go along? Uh, I, I, I'm wary how to answer this. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Let's see. Interesting. Interesting. Let me get my notepad real quick here, guys. I'm going to write for, for listeners. I'm going to jot down some things about Matt here, if you don't mind. You I write know? down some. I write down some of the things I see out there. I'd like to write a book one day on the people I've will. seen in the city. Well, you need an editor. That'll be me. Oh, you know? interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, you're going to write the book and then you're going to send it to me and I'm going to filter out all the stuff. And I'm like, you really shouldn't let people. You can't, you, you can't put that, you can't that in. You can't, you can't say that. <laughs> Much can't like say, we do yeah, right now. You say this for 20 years. You can't, you can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> Much like we do right now. That is, I mean, that is a, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe after a few years of us all being in our own homes, we just kind of were like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what people think. Me. I don't give a shit. I'll eat out this bag right here. I'll have unprotected sex with this Cambodian prostitute and catch super gonorrhea. An Austrian man has developed is that a what segue? is being <laughs> an Austrian man has developed what is being dubbed as quote super gonorrhea after having unprotected sex with a Cambodian prostitute. Now, as some well, people know uh, here, well, sorry, I'm, I mean that is that is a jam packed. <laughs> Is, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot to dive into. There. First of all, first of all, super gonorrhea. Yeah, you got. Is that the best you can do? Science again. Super gonorrhea. Here's the thing, though. What do you what do you, what are you gonna say when you go to see your doctor? Be like, hey, man, like my my dick it's leaking, bro. I'm having a rough go here. Imagine I, I slept. Sits down with you. I'm sorry. It's super gonorrhea. Oh God. <laughs> oh. What Marvel movie has he been in? Do you have, do you have, do you have, 
Do you have any information as to what the difference between super gonorrhea and regular gonorrhea is? It's just mad antibiotic resistance. So now oh. antibiotic resistance has been arising in pretty much everything in our medical community. Uh, yeah. it's, this apparently has been a serious issue with gonorrhea specifically since about the 1930s. So it's they've been warning like, hey, this shit's getting stronger and stronger okay. and stronger and stronger. Um, so it's way fucking harder to kill with the the typical anti antibiotics they use, right? So this guy, uh, oh. don't have a name listed, just an Austrian man in his 50s. Probably um, for the best, actually. Probably for the best. I, I feel for him. <laughs> yeah. Somebody listening is like, hey, I know an Austrian man who's been having a hard time. Uh shit. So I I guess uh they they gave him his treatment rounds or whatever. Didn't fucking work. Took a PCR test, you know, still got gonorrhea. So then they upped it and tried some other fucking combo and they were luckily were able to get rid of it. But the point being is that it's flagged the medical community because this is the third case that's popped up in uh since 2018 uh oh in boy. Southeast Asia. So this is like a yeah, people are you know, we're worried that's the next wave, bro. We're going to get like the, like I said, yeah. the fucking, the Marvel Universe villain versions of like STDs are going to be coming around in the future here. This is like the premise of like an Amazon show, you know, like super gonorrhea. Yeah. That's what, like the, what the fuck's that show called? The boys or whatever. The boys. Yeah. 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 Like flash probably gets super gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> You can't, you can't run away from this one. I'm flash. jotting that down. I'm jotting that down as a fanfic <laughs> idea. I'm going to get right into it. Super gonorrhea. So basically we're, we're fucked. Yes. We fuck yes. and then we get fucked immediately after with super gonorrhea. That's it's, what the future is. If you have sex, you will catch super gonorrhea. You will die. You exactly. will die. You, if you have sex, you are going to die. That, hey, is, well, na- that is now the American fucking, you know, sex system in schools. Every... Every person who's ever had sex has died. So checkmate atheists. Flawless logic. Basically. Flawless logic. Right? Right? I have yet to meet one person who has fucked and lived forever. So you know what? Who's really, you know, in the right here? Thank you very much. Matt, this one, uh, this actually might be applicable for you. So um, I'm curious your insight. Ohio State University has settled a rivalry that has spanned nearly three years. Only this time, it wasn't another Big Ten school. It was with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Ohio State has officially registered a trademark for the most common word in the English language. The. <laughs> or sorry. Sorry. In, in the context, as you know. The. the. <laughs> it's the Ohio State. That's the most pretentious shit ever, Doug. It's yeah. so fucking pretentious. So I mean, you're gonna come at people who are like, "I'm, I'm the super gonorrhea doctor." Like, no, you're, uh, no, you're not. How not much? Ohio State's eyes. How much? How many? How many? How many copyright infringements have we already made in this episode already? Like, we're like, what? That fucking 15, 20 minutes into this, and we're already mm-hmm. like, how many times have we said the? How many oh. times have we said the? Oh, hmm? oh. Hmm? oh. oh. shit! Oh. <laughs> shit! <laughs> It's like fuck. 58 the fuck the fuck oh fuck shit <laughs> damn it Ohio State began to pursue a trademark in August of 2019 after fashion retailer Mark Jacobs filed an application for the word a few months earlier first of all what Mark ja- what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> what? what oh you can't dude you can't say the. it's the Mark Jacobs thank you you fucking oh this is a bit of a dystopian Calvin Klein fucking <laughs> Going to war with each other over three-letter English words—it's a little dystopian, isn't it? Like yeah, filing trademarks for basic dystopian. words. It's so like, pretentious, bro. It's the most common word in the English language. It's not like it's like, you know, you know what? 
this podcast after, you know, creeping towards two years, I think it's time for us to fuck our own country over, which is we're going to trademark the word, the, the A as E-H. So any Canadians who are like, eh, every time they go, eh, I'm going to be like, that's money. Money, please. Thank you. you. We own that. Pay me. We own it. Sorry. Heard it. Have you listened to the podcast? No. Well, that's too bad because financial ignorance doesn't, you know, doesn't stop you from owing me fucking money. That's right. That's right. It's not my fault. You're stupid. You know, you're just a big dummy who doesn't know any better. Apparently, Mark Jacobs and Ohio State reached an agreement in August of 2021 that would allow both parties to use the branding. Oh, it's, it's nice that they could share the most oh, common word. Wait, 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 wait. Mark like, Jacobs <laughs> signed a deal with Ohio State to be able to say the word the? <laughs> how about they, like, do their jerseys for them? Can you imagine how fresh the football team looks? They come out with, like, oh, this... And the new Mark Jacobs jerseys, they're looking <laughs> yeah. awfully fly this year, you know? <laughs> Who needs Nike and an Adidas? But the trademark approval now gives Ohio State permission to use the for clothing, namely T-shirts, baseball caps, and hats, all of the foregoing being promoted, distributed, and sold through channels customary to the field of sports and collegiate athletics. So think about that. Ohio State it is a university where the word the you know, can now be used in all of their clothing apparatus, all their materials, everything. And we went to a university that had a T-shirt on St. Patrick's Day that said, I'm getting so Irish tonight. It's true. We went to a leading institution, my friend. Yeah, we did. Do you think they really, do you think they ever, do you, do you think they care about us? How come we're not in any fucking alumni magazines? You know, that's what I'm really starting to get sick of. All these doctors and business people and pff- Boring. Heard heard it before. Another Richard Ivy school of whatever grad, you know, off, you know, taking some professional LinkedIn headshots. Typical. Like, Typical. I work at a big company making big money things, but two podcasters? I mean, shameful. shameful. Fucking shameful. Distasteful. Where's my spread at the fucking, you know, under the Massey Hall Hill there? It's ridiculous. So now if I call this podcast the fucking A podcast, which I have numerous times before, I'm just... I might as well. I might as well just e-transfer Ohio State all We're my money. Sued, yeah, buddy. Yeah. They're gonna take every cent you have. They're gonna call you like, get- "What do you have in your bank account? You owe us five dollars more than that. <laughs> get on it." That's a good thing I have overdraft protection. Thank you. <laughs> Here you go. Take like getting all, overdrafted please. from a lawsuit <laughs> and hitting a fee on it's that. Like getting kicked in the dick, right? <laughs> I lost all my money. Yeah, and you're gonna, it's going to be 25 bucks extra now. So you're going to have to raise $40 to get back to zero. Fucking pleb. Uh, the, fact that, the fact that there's a fee for like them taking everything you have. I mean, did you? I was watching uh, I was watching John Oliver's show like last week, and he was talking about housing, the housing market. He's doing his usual long, deep dive into a topic. And he was talking about this guy. He was talking about evictions and he like profiled this dude, this lawyer in the States. And I, I don't think he said what the guy's name was, but he's a guy who like consults with landlords in order to like help carry out evictions on people. And he like played this clip of this guy. Oh my God. And this guy, I'm not even kidding you. I, I, I'll send you the video if I can find it. This guy literally in like a zoom thing for all these landlords is like, you know what? I don't care if it's some old grandma on disability. If you're too fucking stupid to sign a lease and not know the legal repercussions of what it means, then you're a fucking idiot. And I have no sympathy for you. And you should have no sympathy for these people. Fuck them. Throw them out. It's their fault. They're too dumb. 
And I was like flabbergasted. Like, <laughs> holy what? Shit. Like, holy shit, bro. This is a real man, a real, like, past the bar lawyer who's like, fuck poor people, fuck them if they're on the same disability, throw them on the street. They're too dumb. Yeah, this guy's getting money though, bro. That's, that's yeah. the difference oh. between you and I. This you know, guy's fucking bitches and like driving Lamborghinis, right? Like, absolutely. That's the mindset we got to adopt, my friend. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. I'm gonna make T-shirts today that say the. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get. The, I'm gonna make ones that are like the Ohio State logo, but just make it the fucking a podcast. <laughs> oh, incoming lawsuit! It's no, five, they'll never catch five us. Five years down the line, when they discover us. Oh fuck! Yeah, one day we hit a big and we're living. We're like, this is great, and they're like, actually, every dollar you've ever made from this show is now is property. Now ours. It's being sent to Columbus, Ohio, to help another quarterback win the Heisman. Like, okay cover up for a fucking rape scandal i'm fucked because you'd settle for like season tickets you'd be like yeah no it's, 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 i'll, I'll get give, give me tickets to go to the games and i'm good and i'll sell out my co-host and i'd be like no wait wait please real friends turn to codependence codependence oh, i can't even speak Co today uh, you know what <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think you're wrong on that either so what do you tell you i'm gonna have to take care of your vegetable ass when you're old it's true it's true like, it's a brighter future than me i mean it's, you know I'm wheelchair bound. But I have I've super gonorrhea. The it's podcast uncurable. never worked out. I never made it famous, and now I have no retirement fund. <laughs> I am I'm a broke. codependent. I'm a codependent. I'm also your codependent because I know things you don't want people to know. You oh shit! Blackmail me with that? Yeah. Put me, hey, put just, me on your insurance coverage. Dog, just put me in the pool house. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just take it easy out there. I would you lock know? you in a shed and just feed you ketchup popsicles. And be like, here, this is your this is your future. Fucking bum. Can't trust no one. If you're too stupid to not read the medical contract you signed with your own body, then I don't give a fuck. It's just the uh, world we live in. Shit. It's okay. Yo, the world we live in is a fucking sad, pathetic one, man. We slave away for these companies, and what do they give us in return? Nothing. Fight the power, I, bro. I bring to you okay. the Burger King worker. The last 27 years, my guy, perfect attendance, hasn't missed a day. You need overtime, you call this motherfucker, he's coming in, he's grilling the burgers, he's folding the paper, he's running cash, whatever you need, he's been here for 27 years. He works at Burger, you're saying years. this is a man who works at Burger King? This guy makes, is the Burger he makes King. Flamboyed, flame he boiled Whoppers? Does yes. he wear paper hats? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. He's making fries with that. Oh, good. So, this man, legendary employee, okay? Guess what he gets for his 27-year appreciation for never missing random number? Um, a, a, like a complimentary Whopper meal. The hardworking staffer received a movie ticket, a bag of Reese's Pieces, a clear Starbucks tumbler, a lanyard, a Starbucks tumbler, first of all. You work for fucking Burger King. They couldn't give you their own merch? Like, I don't <laughs> understand this. A lanyard, two pens, a couple of keychains, and my favorite of all, two packs of Lifesavers. Thanks for your service, bud. Like, so you went to the dollar store and bought a bunch of random shit and put it in a bag. We're like, here you go. This is some corporate, like, like a hiring manager is like, has little fucking packages. They're like, you should give, you should give James one of those. No, you know, you're, you're fucking right. What that is, is, is that in reality, Burger King has no employee appreciation. And whoever this person's manager was, was like, I should do something nice for Bill. Like. Yeah, this guy's been here his whole fucking life. This place doesn't give a shit yeah. about him. 
But she's like, I'm going to have to do it out of my own pocket because, like, corporate won't pay for anything. So Fucking I guess I'll bastards. go to the Dollarama and, like, get you hey, some snacks. Still, I got you some lifesavers. And uh, I had this Starbucks uh, lanyard and tumbler that were just kicking around my apartment. That I got as a gift for somebody. I didn't want to use them, so I just put them that in the That I got from my employee appreciation at Starbucks right. before I worked here, you know. <laughs> Uh, so I gave those to you and uh, just going to let you know that I expect you in tomorrow Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a long shift. It's pride. <laughs> you're at the church in Wellesley Burger King and oh, uh, you're going to get you're slammed gonna have to close tomorrow. Sorry. Mm. Oh, and the fryers need to be cleaned too. Don't forget that. I really, you know, don't because and that same homeless guy that keeps pissing in the corner. Yeah. Sorry. He'll yeah. be here. He'll be there. You're going to have to mop that up. And, and you're going to have to deal with them too. Like, cause you know, it's funny. Yeah. I was talking to Haley about this. Apparently at McDonald's, you know, shout out <laughs> fucking mixed slaves over there. Whoa. But when you hit your 10 years, bro, they got a catalog. Flip that shit open. Depending on how many years you've been there, you pick a page. It's that tier reward. You get a fucking watch. You can get a telescope. You can get fucking a TV, wow. cabinets. McDonald's throws it up for their fucking employees that have been oh, there okay. for a while. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Nice. Like, you get a Make telescope so you can nice. look at the sky and think about fucking throwing yourself off this planet. Yeah, exactly. That's wow. I love my the job. Lord intended. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was always supposed to be, wasn't it? You just dial it in, like, wow, somewhere up there. There's a planet and there's aliens and they don't eat fucking ketchup popsicles. They, well, I don't know. Speaking of aliens, this comes from the New York post. So aliens, they exist. You're already, you know, I'm I'm just thought I'd cite my source because it's not exactly, but anyway, there may be four extraterrestrial civilizations in the Milky way that could attack our planet. A researcher has claimed Alberto Caballero. No, 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 no. No, but you got to see where this guy's coming from. Alberto Caballero, a PhD student from the University of Vigo in Spain, authored a study in the International Journal of Astrobiology earlier this month. And something tells me they're not going to be taking many more articles from this guy. He warned scientists to use caution in in using the practice of METI, or messaging extraterrestrial intelligence, for fear it could provoke an alien invasion. Caballero's paper, which is entitled Estimating the Prevalence of Malicious Extraterrestrial Civilizations, has, quote, some limitations, the author admitted. Mm, hmm. Just some. It's, got, it's a little, I won't lie. There's a few holes in my argument, but hear me out. Caballero's research has not been peer-reviewed by other astronomers, and the paper is considered to be more of a, quote, thought experiment. So, so this is, he's saying that we got to stop sending out radio signals and like nude images, like broadcast them to space because some aliens going to be like, what yeah. the fuck? This, this is called a war. This guy's going to make some good biofuel, you know? Mm, yum. Mm, Soylent green. Mm, they look yummy. You know, that's like the Voyager that they sent out in the seventies that had like the, the like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Venetian man, like. Diagrams of the human body that they put to like show the aliens somewhere that this is what we look like. They're just going to look at that and be like, mm, tender rump, mm-hmm, mm, meaty thighs. Mm-hmm. Is that an organic life form? Mm, Carbon based muscular structure? Oh, grills up oh nicely God. in cow fat. Do you know how? Do you know how? <laughs> oh my God, do you know what we could do with them? We can make popsicles. Like, what if we grind oh these people my. up and then we freeze them? my god intergalactic human popsicles cryogenic oh. space cryogenically frozen space dick popsicles oh my god mm, would you put a little tabasco in there too mm. nom, 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 nom. 
Yummy. That's a delicacy on a planet that's named after whatever one of Elon Musk's kids' names is. I uh, I have um I, I just wanted to quickly since we were betting, what do you think the over under is on Gaia giving this guy a TV show, like a full season of like oh, angry pretty aliens? Pretty high because one. it's it's like oh you have some sort of actual education behind you, but you're the outcast guy that everyone's like this guy's a fucking clown. Yeah, super <laughs> high up. You have super a degree and and you have batshit theories, buddy. Like come on over. We come on sell, home to me. We can market you. We can sell yeah. you. You actually have a degree. That's in an applicable field. Usually we just put people who are like osteopaths and make them neuroscientists. <laughs> you know? I'm an like, osteopath with a blog. <laughs> I'm an expert on Gilvin diagnosis. Like guy giving yeah. a TED talk being like, did you know you can fuse your spine back together with the power of your mind? He'd be like, uh, yeah. So <sighs> where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Northeast Los Angeles Community College to study osteopathy. <laughs> I actually oh. dropped out, but uh, I, I only did two years. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Received my GED shortly afterwards. <laughs> I've read a lot of books on the brain, a lot of books. So you can trust me. Would you like to buy my program? It's four hundred ninety nine dollars. You get a full seminar and uh, you know a copy of my book, signed, of course. And there's a season of my show coming to Gaia, season two. Um, thank you for mentioning Elon Musk. That's almost a a, a planned segue look at you look at you this is what happens when i give you a little insight as to what i'm what i was thinking of because i want to read you a story a a a narrative um and this is a story of love which we're all about right every every time right before we hit record every week i say matt you me this is a story of love i love to love I, man, don't even get me started. Don't get me started on how much I fucking love to Let love. me Theragun ass blast you with a ketchup popsicle. Oh, buddy. Like, just be, <laughs> be still my beating heart. Sport I mean, check, sport check, sport check. Oh, ketchup Advertisements, popsicles. bring it. Just delicious. So what's, up, what's up in the land of Elon Musk? Well, yes, this is Elon Weave me related. a tail. Weave and, me a tail. Well, I saw a blip of something on my Google News feed. The algorithms showed me. Apparently, his oldest child, who I think is uh, 18 or 19 years old right now, has has transitioned um, their gender and changed their name legally. So they've they've gone oh. through the they've gone through the paperwork process and simultaneously said that they that that she now has no desire to be affiliated with Elon as her father at all. So oh, his first kid is like way the fuck off the planet with him like his his oldest child is now on mars in terms of her relationship with her father um probably maybe has something to do with the kind of childish bullshit he posts on the internet but anyways so someone on reddit posted this story and this is from 2010 it's an interview with a woman named justine wilson who later became justine musk this is elon's First wife, the baby maker, the factory, the mother of he. I didn't know. I don't know if you knew this. They had a set of twins and then a set of triplets. Jesus. So she had five kids in two goes, which I got to tell you, that's a that's a serious point per game average right there. Yeah, yo, this girl, Hall of Fame pussy. She's an excellent birthing woman. She's an excellent birther. She's averaging two point five children per birth. Oh my God, yo! Hall basketball stat nerds are freaking out on that. Yeah, two and a half points per shot. Are you serious? It's crazy numbers. She's putting them up now. So yeah, so they got divorced 
in 2010. And this is an interview that was done. And, and, and like 2010, you remember, like, I had no idea who Elon Musk was. Like, no. pretty much only like, like serious internet nerds who were like, he's kind of a cool tech guy. Like you still had the goofy teeth and the fucked up haircut. No one cared. Maybe he did. Yeah. It might even, but anyways, so here we go. I thought I'd, I, I read the interview and I thought I'd bring some highlights to, to tell you a, to weave you a tale of just true, true love. So this is from Justine. When I first met Elon, I was an aspiring writer in my first year at Queens university in Ontario, Canada, Matt obligatory. Fuck Queens. Out a boy. <laughs> Sprung from a small hometown and recovering from a difficult case of first love with the older man I'd left behind. I liked older. I liked poetic and rebellious and tortured. I liked a guy who parked his motorcycle beneath my dorm room window and called my name through the twilight. Romeo in a dark brown leather jacket. This is how she caught an Elon Musk. Justine. Oh, God. Justine, it's me, Elon. I'm outside your window. I don't Do know how to want? approach you properly and have correct social skills. So instead, I'm going to throw rocks at your window late at night and awkwardly Elon stand there. Elon wasn't like that. A fellow student a year ahead of me, he was clean cup, clean cut, upper class boy with a South African accent who appeared in front of me one afternoon as I was leaping up the stairs to my dorm. He said we met at a party I knew I hadn't been to. Years later, he would confess that he had noticed me from across a common room and decided he wanted to meet me. So the very first interaction you have was him lying. Yeah, lie. He'd be lie. like, no, we definitely didn't meet there. You oh, should have tipped you off. You were at Jeff's party, right? That rager, right? With the K, oh, fucking, oh my God. And that girl's like boob fell out of her shirt. It's crazy. We like, couldn't believe that night, right? Ball, the bros were like, yeah, uh, you were there, right? No. Yeah, you were. Yeah, we talked. No. We talked. I looked at you and winked. And you were like, oh yeah. And like, obviously, I, right? Right? Okay. This is... Yo, this should have red flagged it right away. He invited me out for ice cream and I said yes, but then blew him off with a note on my dorm room door. You were so close to getting away. Oh, girl, you were you were this close. You made the right move. Several hours later, my head bent over my Spanish text in an overheated room in the student center. I heard a polite cough behind me. Elon was smiling awkwardly, two chocolate chip ice cream cones dripping down his hands. He is not a man who takes no for an answer. I brought you melting ice cream in a library. <laughs> You want to go out with me? I'd be like, dude, are you fucking all right, bro? Like, what's wrong with you? This is love, bro. Dripping all over the floor. This is love. This is love. I made up something. I asked you out. You didn't want to go out with me. I persisted and forced you to pretty much like me anyways. Women, am I right? Is there a story more filled with love than this? I found myself agreeing to have dinner with him. Once in a bookstore together, I pointed to a shelf and said, quote, one day I want to have my own books go right there. I had said this before to a girlfriend of mine who laughed and spun on her heel. But Elon not only took me seriously, he seemed impressed. It was the first time that a boy found my sense of ambition, instead of my long hair or narrow waist, attractive. Previous boyfriends complained that I was, quote, competitive. But Elon said I had a fire in my soul. When he told me, I see myself in you, I knew what he meant. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, five five for two, baby. That's what's up. That's what you saw. I'm about to squeeze it out for my boy. I see myself in you. I've never, I, admittedly, I've never tried that line. You know, that double entendre right there. I really see myself in you. Dripping with ice cream. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, it's baby. a euphemism. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for all the fucking we're going to do in this public library at <laughs> Queens University. You know, when Ew. everyone's being quiet, he's going to come in and start smashing ice cream on the table and say, 
Would you like to I have children? No. I don't like accept no's. <laughs> We're going to name our children Z Guy oh. Fief. Oh, wait. One night over dinner, he asked me how many kids I wanted to have. One or two, I said immediately. Although, if I could afford nannies, I'd like to have four. Elon laughed. That's the difference between you and me, he said. I just assume that there will be nannies. He made a rocking motion with his arms and said happily, baby. You had a child baby. with this man? Baby. baby. A baby. man at a dinner table, when talking about kids, started smiling at an invisible infant. Oh, baby. Baby. <laughs> and you thought, that's the man I want to reproduce with. This guy. It's just, it's just like rocking a fucking little Tesla model. <laughs> baby. Baby. I will buy baby. your company. It's a little psycho, <laughs> Manny. But, you know, I mean, that's the difference between you and me. You know, I already know I want kids so I can ignore them and make them grow up to resent me horribly to the point that they legally don't want to be affiliated with me anymore. And you, you just really you're little tiny brain lady with your small dreams. You know, you wanted to actually spend time with your children and make sure you only have enough that you can properly take care of. Now, Justine gets there a little bit. She goes, still, there were warning signs. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, this, as we danced at our wedding reception, Elon told me, quote, I am the alpha in this relationship. And I shrugged it off, just as I would later shrug off signing the post-nuptial agreement. But as time went on, I learned that he was serious. He had grown up in a male-dominated culture of South Africa, and the will to compete and dominate that made him so successful in business did not magically shut off when he came home. Oh, really? You, you don't you, say. You were already married. So you just got married. You just had an extravagant, wealthy California wedding. And, you know, all your friends, they, they clear the circle in the middle of the room, you know, and the music's like, oh, it's, it's a happy couple's dancing. And you're, you know, swinging around the room and everyone's smiling and laughing and enjoying the night. And he just was, I am the alpha. Matt, I am the alpha in this podcasting relationship. 85 uh, I, episodes in. My wedding dress would be brown. I would shit myself <laughs> on the dance floor. I've made a terrible decision. I am the alpha. This and the vast economic imbalance between us meant that in the months following our wedding, a certain dynamic began to take hold. You, you don't, don't say. say. Yeah. You don't say. Elon's judgment overruled mine. He was constantly remarking on the ways he found me lacking. Quote, I am your wife, I told him repeatedly, not your employee. Quote, Damn, if you were my employee, he would often say in reply, I would have fired you. Oh my God, yo, this is the mother of your five children and your wife that you fell in love with. Don't you feel the love? Don't you just, isn't this a story that just makes you just believe in the power of real true love? I mean, this is borderline a Dr. Matt advice segment. Like you could, you could, a poor woman could write this to you and you'd be like, Dr. Matt, what do you think? You'd be like, run for your life, bitch. Run. Don't, don't sign that postnuptial. Take his money. Now, their first child, they did have one child who was born and, and two months after died of SIDS. Probably oh, died in its sleep. So That's not funny. No, but Elon doesn't talk about it, according to the article here. And she, Justine, is grieving openly, she says. Elon then tells her that her grieving, her out loud grieving is, quote, emotionally manipulative. Stop feeling, hey, stop feeling bad. Stop. Our kid's dead. Stop it. Stop don't even it. think about him. Stop it. Stop that. Stop that sad stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. 
It was a dream lifestyle, privileged and surreal, but the whirlwind of glitter couldn't disguise a growing void at the core. Elon was obsessed with his work. When he was home, his mind was elsewhere. I longed for a deep and heartfelt conversation, for intimacy and empathy. And while I sacrificed a normal life, a normal family life for his career, Elon started to say, I read too much and shrugged off my book deadlines. This felt like a dismissal. I mean, yeah, you remember when we were dating and I told you I liked your book stuff and you were like super smart and like all that. Yeah, well, like actually... Stop doing that. It's not attractive. It's unbecoming. No. Don't stop filling your pretty little lady head with thoughts and ideas and goals and dreams and all that. You know, you're getting a little, you're getting a little out of hand. Sit in the second, sit in the second kitchen in the house, in the tea corner and Mm -hmm. fucking sit there. Just don't make a sound. Just Just, the nannies take care of the kids. Yep. All you need to do is shut the fuck up and realize that I make the decisions. You, you know, you, you just work on your pretty little face. I'll do all the big man stuff. Okay. Big man, cutting big deals, big companies, big money, big stocks, big Dogecoin, big, 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 big rockets. That's me. I'm rocket man. You, you're just little lady, lady. You just, shh. I'm Elton John. Shh. You're Amy Winehouse. You're fired. Shh. shh. Just shh. Just don't just, shh, shh, just stop talking. Just don't read. No, I don't care. I know I told you I liked your book stuff when we were younger, but that's because I hadn't trapped you in this legally binding agreement yet. I hadn't figured out how to have sex with you yet. That's right. <laughs> I saw myself in you. And then once I was in you, I realized I don't care about your books. I saw myself out. You're, mm-hmm. you're, but yeah, your books are dumb. You're, they're just dumb. And you're dumb for liking your dumb, dumb books. Okay. Sound good. Great. Wonderful. Elon agreed to enter counseling, but he was running two companies and carrying a planet of stress. One month and three sessions later. I mean, that's really commitment to therapy, by the way, right? One month, three, three sessions. sessions where you probably just twiddle your thumbs and are like, I don't know what I'm doing here. You just point the finger at her. Exactly. <laughs> he gave me an ultimatum. Either we fix this marriage today or I will divorce you tomorrow. By which I understood what he meant, that the status quo was working for him. And so it should work for me too. He filed for divorce the next morning. Love. Damn. True true love. I should make a Disney love story out of this. And exactly the guy I want to like lead. What, what was it we said the one time he said the uh, preserve the light of consciousness. That's, that's the consciousness that we're preserving right there. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, bro. This guy just wants to be the king of the fucking of Mars, bro. He just wants to run whatever he's, he's around. He wants to use yeah. up every, he's a parasite, though. He wants to use up everything around him and then just fucking move on to the next one. Dog, he used her like a baby factory and then just was like, I'm going to go fuck Grimes and have kids with her. And oh, he didn't. Was- By the way, he didn't. Grimes wasn't even close. There was like four other women between oh, them. Excuse he, me. Part of this article, there's a lot that I left out of this article. <laughs> if you want to. No. Good time to plug the show notes, right? After every episode, I'll put all the articles we talk about on, on the website and then you can fucking go read this whole thing yourself. She, he moves in with another woman in California like a month after he divorces this woman. So he's clearly oh, already Jesus. fucking another woman on her. He does the classic, like, we are getting divorced. Like, I have a new girlfriend and we're already, like, living together. And it's like, oh, so you were already fucking this woman, like, before. Yeah, it's real uh, heartfelt, you know? That's terrible. That's fucking terrible, bro. Also, not, like, not what I was expecting, you know, from her perspective. You're going to come out here. You're going to write a blog. You're going to 
you're going to disparage the man that gave you those five wonderful children. You're going to disparage the man that helped you start your book was, writing career. I was going to huh? say, this sounds like, this sounds like prime. Like somebody on Twitter is going to read this and, and be like, just, just another jealous woman. You just can't handle a powerful man doing powerful man things. Okay. Like fucking so, so pathetic, dude. Why don't you so invent rockets? Pathetic. Okay. Then you can talk. Okay. I mean, that is a pretty good counter. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. Wow. Matt, Matt, you're not an ally, you know? No, if you're the most powerful man on the planet, you can treat your woman like shit. We've already seen it happen tenfold. <laughs> Nothing ever. Gonna, can I get Nothing. that on a plaque <laughs> yeah. for you? Matt <laughs> Once you reach a certain level of success, you just treat your women like shit. <laughs> like one of those like Fuck. office, like inspirational quotes over a sunset thing. <laughs> in cursive script yeah that's on my like dream board you know i'm gonna get so okay. rich and so famous that i can treat my woman like shit and it doesn't matter hey, nobody baby. can say anything to me baby your hopes and dreams irrelevant not interesting to me you read books <laughs> i write books <laughs> oh honey oh honey that's just so you, you just don't worry your pretty little head about these informations you know you know Tough. speaking of speaking of baby factories um, I'm take you to a woman here in Brazil. Okay. okay. Only one baby, though. One baby. Now, however, this baby, this is a special baby. This was given birth on a live stream with about 200 people doc- uh, watching. And a bunch what? of doctors along with her. As she gave birth to a ragdoll child. Hmm. Compliments of her ragdoll husband. Meyervine Rocha Moraes, 37 from Brazil, met the love of her life after complaining to her mom about being single and having nobody to dance with. In turn, her mother created Marcello, the rag doll, and it was love at first, pu- first sight as the pair enjoyed a whirlwind romance. Now, quick update on the couple. She did get pregnant. She got pregnant. This woman is literally dating a fucking life-size Cabbage Patch doll that has, like, Weird Al hair yarned on top of his fucking head. And live-streamed a birth where she had an actual ragdoll child come out of her, and now she... Wait, 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 I mean, was this theater? Yes. This wasn't like something got, you know, like the coffee enema, like you put it up just to come back out. I pray not. I pray not. Okay, because I'm just, the number of things that I'm trying to imagine here are amazing. I just can't understand if it's mental health issues or if this is like a professional troll, because there's like a whole... Like Instagram account shit. There's a fucking live stream of the quote birth. Like, yo, this woman's crazy about it, dog. Here's some excuse me. Here's some quotes here. It's true. Marcello got me pregnant. He didn't take care of himself and didn't use a condom. He got he me pregnant me with his yarn. I took the test. It was positive. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, really? No, no, we can't either, honey. We really can't. She also claims she's having difficulty paying the bills as she's the only breadwinner in the home. This Marcello doesn't work. <laughs> Holy fuck, dog. Okay, okay. What? What? We got to help this girl out. What potential careers for Marcello? T- crash test dummy? Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, YouTube streamer, um, <laughs> just Elon Musk concubine. That's exactly say, what, that's this is exactly a better what love like. story than Elon Musk's first marriage. I think it actually is. It actually is. That's horrible. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> 
fucking bed. Can I call Justine Musk and be like, I got a solution for you. I have, I have crocheted you a oh wonderful man. Oh my God. Oh no. Did my mic unplug? I don't know. Did it? Can you hear me? Can I you? can hear you fine. Can you hear those? Tappings? Did you get a warning message? No, my cord just got pulled and now it's like really quiet. I can't hear myself talk in my headphone. Check your, uh, Check your uh, recording program. Oh, no, dude. Because no. that one's usually oh. not as... That's not as finicky as Zoom. Zoom's the one that's like a whiny little bitch every time. Yeah. Audacity's got me going. I'm good. Yeah, I just can't hear the Check. feedback in my headphones. That's okay. Now. I can get you, and I think as long as it records on this end, it'll still be good. And as long as your Audacity's going, that's then that's Gucci. Yeah, well, it still says I'm recording and everything, so... Hey, okay. hey you know, it ain't always... It ain't always, you know, clean and... It ain't always sometimes, sunshine, rainbows, yeah, and lollipops, you know, sometimes, you know? Sometimes things happen for us here. <laughs> you know, we adapt. We move Dude. on. We sign a post-nuptial agreement on the podcast episode that, you know, Matt agrees not to pull his cords out, and uh, I get all of his stuff. Oh, that's a pretty shit deal for me, I'd say. Well, now you know what the post-nuptial is all about, buddy. I am the alpha in this podcasting relationship. I thought we already established that. Oh, I've got, uh, I've got a record watch for you. Oh, hell yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. Standard rules. Standard record watch rules here on fucking A. You get to, I will give you the the category or the record name and and you will, and usually the unit of measurement and you will take your best guess. Good Sounds to go. fucking fantastic. Wonderful. Gareth Murphy from Cairnifon, <clears throat> Wales. Any Welsh people want to like, let me know how badly I butchered that. But Terribly, that's okay. but that's okay. That's okay. F-N-E-H podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Has broken the record for the most pubs visited in 24 hours by an individual. Ooh. And he had to have a drink, obviously, at all of them. So the longest pub crawl ever, eh? Uh, how many bars did he go the to? Most, not longest, the most robust, let's say. So it's the most so, that he's been to. Like, you have a beer, go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 24 hours. 24 Take hours. Take your best guess. Oh, he probably ate to soak up some of the booze. Oh, man. I don't... Oh. These guys can drink a lot of fucking beers, though, bro. This is Wales. They I can mean, put them away. That's what I'm saying. All right, I'm going to say 41. Not bad. Not bad. The record was 56. Holy fuck, dude. What a I champ. Was thinking, I thought you were going to go to like 130, something, like no, something no, nuts. No. So. 29-year-old IT worker drank at 56 pubs in Cardiff City Center on the 5th of February... 2022, breaking the previous pub crawl record of 51 set by Englishman Matt Ellis in 2021. An Englishman? Oh, that's war, bro. A guy from Wales being like, no fucking way. I'm letting that English boy fucking keep that record. Yeah, wait, what do you say? You got 56? Sorry, how many was it? 56. Previous record so he, was 51. So he put five up on that guy. He didn't just like, yeah. he, that means he didn't just struggle to the end. It was like, I just got to fucking do one more for the record. He was like, he was good to go. Yep. He's like, yo, now, toss me another Guinness. Video evidence and a signed logbook by workers is what was used to verify that he had a drink at each bar. But I'm going to disappoint you here and call bullshit because the dude mostly drank apple juices and lemonades and only had a couple of pints of beer. What? I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, I think you got to, I, cause technically it was having a drink doesn't necessarily mean it has to be alcoholic. Can you imagine 56 drinks in 24 hours? I mean, 
Uh, Andre the Giant would be all right, but like a regular dude would be. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said 40. I'm like, this guy's going to be some legendary alcoholic. What? Yo, boo. Yeah. Boo. It's not a some record. Weak. I was going to say, that's it's, it's uh, disparaging the Welsh tradition of being able to outdrink an Englishman, it seems like. But my guess is the English guy probably did the same thing. You know? Cheaters. Bunch of glasses of fucking OJ calling it Losers. a day. Now, you know, you'd have to balance the acidity and all that too. Can you imagine drinking 56 glasses of lemonade? I mean, we talked about a guy who drinks 20 oh cans of Pepsi a day. So I guess, who am I kidding? Yeah, really. 50, 56 lemonades though, dude. You'd be like, you know, you're, oh my God, that'd be horrible. Your mouth would be burnt. You'd have like canker sores. Your blood I would think, be acid. I think we should, we should fund the Pepsi. We'll get the Pepsi guy who drinks Pepsi all the time and we'll pay for his drinks. And we'll get him to break this record and drink like 58 Pepsis at a certain number of bars. We'll go to like, we'll take him to like New York City. We'll fly him out. We'll be like, we're going to walk up and down. And one by one, you're going to drink a Pepsi at all these places. And he'll be like, he'll be happy. Because he's like, oh my God, I love Pepsi. His wife won't. Well, <laughs> yeah, didn't he get clean and we're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I went to like therapy and like honey, stopped drinking Pepsi. Honey, I have to. There's a world yeah. record on the it's book. For science. Yeah. It's for science. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure by the record, but nevertheless, it stands. And I have a second one for you. A Hungarian guinea pig has set the Guinness world record for the most slam dunks made by a guinea pig in 30 seconds. <laughs> Do they throw the guinea? How does a guinea pig hold a basketball? Is it a basketball sized guinea pig it's court? A, it, like, it, or a it, guinea it, pig sized <laughs> basketball court? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, like little rodent pushing a ball. <laughs> 30 times bigger than him. It was a, it was a guinea pig size basketball. You know, it was like a play school net for a guinea pig. All right. And he picks you it know? up and dunks 30 seconds. Yeah. But like, I also have to think about how competent a guinea pig is to like pick up a basketball and dunk it. There you go. It's not there like capped go. out by speed of like one, two, three, four. Yeah, he's not like one of those like speed shot guys at like an arcade. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. He's not throwing down. That. That would be fucking amazing. Imagine it throws down like the fucking honey pot. Like he just gets elbow deep in the rim there. Vince Carter style is hanging in your shit. That's the world I want to live in where I can give my guinea pig a basketball court and I come back the next day and he's throwing it down. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to guess 30 seconds. Yeah. Four. Oh, Oh my God. The record is four. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's fucking go. The guinea pig's name is Molly and lives in Dombavar, Hungary with her owner, Emma Mueller, who says basketball is the pet's passion. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Okay. It is. Molly can apparently even beat her own record hitting as high as eight dunks in 30 seconds on a good day. But you know, you know, when the pressure you know, oh, I see what it is. The yeah. person with a the clipboard's there watching you. You know, the guinea pig can feel it, and they're just like, "Oh fuck!" Like I only got four off today. You know, <laughs> how does a guinea pig dunk a basketball? Like, <laughs> who competes with this? Can I was thinking about this, and I'm like, can you imagine? I can already see the like local news story version. We're like, <laughs> and in other news, move over to LeBron James, a guinea pig in Hungary has managed to break the Guinness world record for slam dunks in 30 seconds. <laughs> but can we get her a, a little workout for the Harlem Globetrotters? You know, <laughs> now sports. 
Oh my god, yeah. You know, you get the commentary from the side girl there. Be like, oh, my kids, they love them, but I'm not I'm not really a big fan. I much prefer skinny <laughs> pigs. Have you seen those with no hair? They're so cute. Then the weatherman's gotta bring something in here, like, oh, nothing but net. Now yeah, nothing but okay. rainstorms over here in the southeast part of the state. Like Oh God. Uh, I hate that. That's actually how we got fucking broadcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why don't we get into local news? We really we do a much better job, I think. We really entertain the people. I think because I'm way too cynical like like there'd be news stories that come up and i i don't think i'd be able to bite my tongue because you and i can edit some shit i don't know if i can edit myself at I'm, the sorry, news well, desk. I'm sorry well i'm sorry what do you mean you and i can edit some shit you <laughs> can edit some shit that i say i refuse to let you get any credit for anything that you didn't actually do you understand yeah, that's, that's fair man that's fair all right that's i am fair. the alpha i am the alpha in this relationship <laughs> Don't make me sign a contract that says you get everything. Uh, well, check that mailbox of yours, there, kiddo. <sighs> what else do you I got have? Something else? Yeah, I was gonna say sad. you want to you want to entertain the people with something. Oh, more? okay. This is yeah. This is this one's a fucking wild one. I'm just gonna read you the first line here. Sure. <sighs> Spirit Lake Idaho. A local family has been living without a roof for 20 days after theirs was removed by a contractor that they never hired. Nice. Quote, June 1st, my daughter came home from school to find that people were removing the roof of our house. The house is now covered in a tarp with no explanation except for a letter left by the contractor, which says that there have been some miscommunication and they were sent to the wrong address. Oh, my apologies. I accidentally took the roof off your fucking house. And, you know, when you say take the roof off, like de-shingled, like, or like fit, like move, removed all of the structural DR Roofing like, LLC is responsible for it. They do metal roofing. Yeah, they have completely removed the roof. Like, took all the shingles off, giant holes in this fucking bitch. So there's just oh the fucking God. bar. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So this this woman's house is now open to the fucking elements. So they put nice. some tarps up. Good. You know? Oh, like, we'll help that's you good. We're going to put some tarps up. So you the know, woman refugee camp style, essentially. Okay, good. So the roofing company tells her, don't worry. We have insurance for this kind of stuff, right? You know, we're sorry. They'll take care of it. Well, the claims the family has tried to file with the company's insurance have been denied. In the latest letter, they say, quote, the policy issued to DR Roofing contains an exclusion for property damage arising out of an open roof condition. Oh, sorry. So your daughter's bedroom that's gotten rained on and has mildew in it. Yeah, we don't cover that considering that that you know that's property damage from the open roof. So they're liable for this, it. This is this is I mean, this is like an open and shut like civil suit, isn't it? hundred like, percent. This woman's gonna have to like her house is being destroyed actively and she's gonna have to fight yeah. tooth and fucking nail and go through all these bullshit hoops and shit. But yeah, she'll get oh it fucking God. paid for. She'll get it paid for, obviously, right? You imagine that your your daughter calls you, hey mom, mom Susie, I only <laughs> told you to call mommy at work when it's important. What's wrong? Mom, but there's there's guys at the house. What, what do you mean, Susie? What do you mean there's guys at the house? They're taking the roof off. <laughs> like, what? There's a, distinct, there's a distinct lack of a ceiling above me today. This is very... Was this always like this? Did that... What? I don't... When I, when I left for school this morning, I wasn't... I don't remember hiring DR Roofing LLC. <laughs> there's something... I thought there was... There was usually something that stops the rain from coming in, isn't there? No, like, mommy. Not, you know... Like, we no. live in squalor. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you do now, <laughs> thanks to DNR roofing. Like, <laughs> oh my god, dude, yeah. So the house is getting covered in. It's apparently raining like crazy in Idaho too. So like they're getting Great. fucking shit on these poor yeah, people. Like, I don't live here people. anymore. Yeah, no kidding, right? We just don't. I, I, I sell this. We we got it. It's gone. Yeah, Insurance it's fun. It's like camping. You know, <laughs> we get out of the tarp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys want to cook some marshmallows up here? <coughs> Mom, my lungs hurt. <laughs> get like fucking like, I've got the pox, Paul. What's I've been this? sleeping underside, outside the stars for too many nights. Why are there's black fuzz on my wet pillows, Mom? <coughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's literally creatures running around like, hmm? Yeah, you can have so shit rude. actually coming into your house and be like, what the fuck is this bitch? Fucking owls landing on your bed. Like, what's up? Like, what? Excuse me. The guy across the street Jeez. has been using your Wi-Fi. He's like, oh, I can get in there now. The Wi-Fi is giving me, like, strange medical problems. All right, Help. Chuck. Help. <laughs> where's my Where's my solar blanket? <laughs> help me so are there people that like really try to claim that that's a thing uh, we talked about that guy never mind that I fucking mean, doctor that never mind we did we talked about this shit yep <sighs> yeah fucking yeah, we talk, are there people who really do that yes yeah of course. there right, are people right. there are all sorts of people who do all sorts of things all the time everywhere forever give me an example of and, people that do things a great example is my name is Dan and my co-host is Matt. And this is the 85th episode of the fucking a podcast, which we, we do, do every week. We do all the time forever until the end of time. And we're happy that you will join us every week forever. This is ominous. Like when my girlfriend left the house yesterday and my dog sat at the door and I told her she's never coming back. And dog she was like, oh, I understood that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean she's never coming back? <laughs> she could tell your tone too. It was like, I, I, I could see. But you know what? We will be back next week for the we'll 86th episode of Fucking A. We hope you will join us. This is an organic farm fresh comedy podcast every week. A collection of conversations, stories, news, experiences. Now you got to help me out. You got to give me more uh, adjectives. Adjectives? Uh, Adjectives? Elongated. Uh, oh, no. Um, I need verbs. Long. Oh, you want verbs? <laughs> I want oh, verbs, please. Stroking. Um, oh, okay, uh, great. <laughs> oh, uh, God. What um, have I done? Ordering from the Burger King Appreciation Catalog. Um, yes. Yes. Um, um, f- having, you know, popping out oh. five babies into Flossing? Flossing, yes. Popping babies and then flossing some ice? I, and I just need to marry Elon Musk. I need to get some mm. money. I need to get some money. Hey. I need to get some of that daddy Elon dick. Hey. Mm, there you go. He sees himself in you. And we see ourselves in you too, valued listeners. If you like the show, if we make you laugh, if we make you think, if we have any effect on you whatsoever, all we ask is that you tell a friend, share the show, spread the gospel, uh, let the people know that there is something out there. There's a show that is that is just a couple of couple of regular dudes. That's not very appealing, you know. A couple of just dudes. a couple of redacted, you know, just <laughs> talking talking about you know life. Yeah, all we ask is that you tell friend. We don't ask for you know money or, or support or well, we do ask for support, you know, but in more figurative sense. Share an episode on your social media, you know, show somebody where to go, 
tell them it's an obscene name, but the two people doing it is re- are really just caring, loving people who want you to explore your dreams, your aspirations. If you want to be an author, you want to write books. Write a fucking we book. We believe in you. Write a we fucking book. Yeah, write a fucking Do it. Do it. Two guys decided two years ago, let's start a podcast. What should it be about? We thought. I don't know. Why don't we just talk about random things and ramble on? That's never been done before. And we thought, great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> and here we are, two years later. Still doing it, evidently. Subscribe to the podcast if you're fans of the show, you know, on whatever app you want to use. And if you really want to see us and the lovely Zoom backgrounds that we used in order to communicate from long distance, you can find fucking A on YouTube where you can subscribe to it there as well. You know, all that shit that people who are desperate for attention on the internet ask you to do subscribe and like and share all that stuff. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast. F U C K I N E H P O D C A S T. You can email the show. Let us know about your first marriage. F N E H podcast at gmail.com. And as I mentioned earlier, there are show notes for this. The, you can find them at disinformed.ca slash fucking a F U C K I N E H, which we're trademarking by the way. Nobody else can ever use A in the E-H sense ever again till the end of time because we own it. Matt, the ship is sailing. The As ship is gone. we leave the shore, do you have one last piece of wisdom to shout out to our listeners back on Normalize the shore? Normalize fake plants. I don't want to have to water and take care of that shit. I just wanted to look nice in my apartment and forget about it. I feel like you've already rocking. shared this as wisdom before. You know that? Did I? Okay, I'll I think give you, you did. I me. Mean, I don't know. I, I smoke too much weed. Check. Audible. Boom. Yeah. Check. Check. Stop. What else you got? Walking up to dogs with pink harnesses and saying, "Oh, what's his name?" I, it's a pink harness for a fucking reason. My dog looks like a boy. It's really a girl. Wow. Take the Matt, cue. You know, that's very gender normative. You know, that's really. You're you know, that's a very close-minded right. traditional roles, you know? It is. It is. And people still wow. get it wrong. So what does that say about them? Wow. Maybe they're more open-minded than you. Maybe. You know, maybe they're open to the possibility that it's a boy who just likes the color pink. Okay. You know? I mean, the fact that there's no dangling testicles and has a vagina says otherwise, but... Well, that's always the first thing I look for when I see a dog. Yeah, I just go, I just sniff their ass and like look oh, at their privates. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, just look what's going on back. Oh, hey. Hey. Oh, she, I like boys. She <laughs> is a cute little, yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. You imagine some guy comes up to you just starts staring. He just picks, grabs her, like spreads their legs a little bit. Like, what you got going on over Matt, there? There, oh. are, there are eight, somewhere between 85 and 100 hours of us talking about things in which I, my capacity for can you imagine is yes i can imagine it all being very real all the time everywhere oh boy and with that i guess we'll see you next week for more of it fade me out dog fade it fade it okay let's see